Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I bet you never thought that you wished you would be Joanne Martin from Colchester in Essex. Well, let me tell you, you should... Because Joanne Martin is our first winner of this season on My Mate Bought a Toaster. All thanks to our friends at Jewelit. She has won herself a package of Jewelit goodies worth nearly £500, including a four-slot classic toaster, a sandwich cage, a classic kettle, a taster pack of compostable coffee bags, and a travel mug. How good is that? There are five sets of of these goodies to be won. Joanne Martin is our first winner. Congratulations, Joanne, and thank you very much for entering. Oh, oh, what's that? You would like to be Joanne Martin? Well, here's what you have to do to win the Jewelit goodness. Head over to Jewelit.com, D-U-A-L-I-T.com slash ToasterPod. That's Jewelit.com slash ToasterPod and put in your name. And that's about it. You could be winning that fabulous prize. Well done, Joanne. On with the show. Oh, when I need a laugh, there's a help in people. Welcome to My Mate Bought a Toaster. This is the show that tells its guests' life stories through their online purchase history. My guest today is the Fabulous Instagram comedian. I'm going to call you an Instagram comedian. Okay. And writer and influencer and just all around brilliant person. Uh, oh. Mama Still Got It, a.k.a. Louise Boyce. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. This is, I'm so excited about this and at the same time slightly um, nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. It's self-discovery. It's a sort of, It's a. there's a therapy vibe here. Yeah. You're about to see yourself in a kind of purchase mirror. Ooh, okay. Yeah? Okay. So I'm in, I'm in your account, and just so you know, yeah. we go right back to your first order. I don't even know when I started my Amazon account. Well, well I'll tell you. Okay. Let's, 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 just, let's do that. Uh, so, look, we can go back to, what, 2005? Shut up. There you go. Oh, my God. What did I buy? 2005. The first thing you bought on the 3rd of October, 2005, Louise Boyce. Yoga for absolute beginners. Namaste. Was it a book? Was it a book or a... Yeah, it's a book. I don't think I ever read it. It's a book. It's a book by. Oh no, sorry, it's a DVD. Do you remember them? Wow, that yeah. is a long time ago. Yeah, I never watched it. Have you ever got into yoga? Do you do the yes, yoga thing? Yes, I I am now. I actually go to physical classes rather than buy a DVD and don't watch it. I always feel like yoga uh, captures people too late. Like yogis must get a load of people who turn up at a certain age going, please help, everything's falling yeah, apart, my yeah. hips have gone and I need yeah. help now. And they're like, you, if you'd started this at 20. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, 2005 yoga, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I was 25. Okay. Um, Can I see the, what it looks like, the cover? Yeah, 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 look. So it's going to kind of be anything. Yoga for absolute beginners oh there. Oh my god! Look at the position she's in. Do you know what? I this is weird because this rings a bell. I've seen this kind of wafting around the house, like oh. one of those cupboards with all like your old DVDs and stuff, and obviously never yeah. 
I've never watched it. How Have much you, was it? So it cost nine pounds and seven pence. Now, I guess back then it was probably more expensive. You can get used from one pound thirty-two. <laughs> So, so I could actually make some money. You could make some money from okay. it, exactly. Right, right, right. right. Gonna... Do you, you kept all the old DVDs, have you? You've still got all the old DVDs. I've got right? DVDs, yeah. Right. I don't even know why. We don't ever use them. Have you got a DVD player? That's the key question. Now. I have a video machine. You've got you've got a VHS. I have a VHS. Did you just sort of show the kids? Yeah, they literally they're like, oh, the olden days. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess it is the olden days. Yeah, because I've got videos of me as a kid. Yeah. Um, that I never watch. No. But um no. they're there if I want to. That is the problem, isn't it? Certainly with a lot of things I video these days, whether it's the dog or the kids or a concert, you're never actually gonna watch these things these things back. No. No. I do like I always think to myself, one day I'm gonna put all the VHS in a digital version. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy it on Amazon. I it's think. a thing that Snappy Snaps do. You can go in there. Do they? Yeah, you go and you chuck them all your old dusty videos and they turn it into a nice put it on a dongle. But then oh. guess what? Still don't watch it anyway. No, well that's the thing. No. That is there's a, I'm sure there's a life lesson. It's on like my to-do list that yeah. I'll probably never end up doing. But there's a life lesson here. Stay in the moment, Louise. This is what you've got to do. I'm sure never stay. if if exactly if the yogi was here, they'd be saying that. Don't yeah, worry would, yeah, about it. Wow, that's fascinating. Though. Also, I've been quite interested in the way that yoga has uh, sort of changed its image, certainly recently, in terms of gender, right? It was always just like women did it. It was not a manly thing to do. Mm. So are there men at the yoga class you go to? There are, actually, yeah. yeah it's good. It's brilliant. No, mm. there definitely and funny. are. Yes. I used to do Bikram yoga. Is that the hot one? Really hot. And I got slightly put off by that because the classes that we went to it's packed Oof. this is when I lived in London and like the you yoga sure you mats... weren't just on the Metropolitan Line that's just it's <laughs> just as bad that is. but I was next to this man and literally the mats are like this close together <gasps> and the sweat and everything and there was and there's one bit where you lie flat on your on your front <laughs> and this man next to me bless him was so hot and he just had like a reshuffle and right hands with the balls and oh. then they were like next to my face and I was just like you know what please I think maybe that's why I bought the DVD. That's what it was. Yeah. I can do this at home. I don't need to be next to sweaty men. When I said I wanted to see hot men. Yeah, not that hot. And it's also the moment when you hit the mat and you you come off it. Yeah. There's the suction moment. And then there's always the kind of paranoia that you might fart. Yes. It happens. Yeah. And no one laughs or goes, sorry. And it's just like this kind of like very British, like no one heard that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I didn't I know mean, that. Yeah, and I've done it once, and it's very embarrassing. Everyone knows that it's you because you're next to them, and then it's just like this. It's not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, people just they just carry on yeah. as if it's I not would happened. rather, and I think I should. I think next time, I think I'm just going to be like, yeah, my bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Is there maybe some sort of swear box, but for farting. Yes. Put a pound in there for charity. Yeah. Yes. Because you shouldn't hold it in because that's bad for you. Yeah, and then it kind of ruins your whole flow. Well, yes. and um. Yes, but I think I think there's a lot of thoughts around the yoga studio being like, please don't fart, please don't fart. Yoga just sounds, for something that's supposed to relax you, it sounds really tense. Yeah. Uh, all right, yoga for absolute beginners. That was the first thing you bought. I love that. Oh, my God. There you go. What it. does that say about you in 2005? What were you doing in 2005, Louise? 2005, I was 25 and yeah. I was single and I was travelling the world as a model. Um, and I probably bought it because I didn't have time to actually go to classes once a week, or whatever. Yeah. So I bought, I probably bought the DVD to take with me in my, 
I didn't even have, well, I mean, I didn't even have like a DVD video machine when I used to go traveling. I have but no it's the, idea. It's the equivalent of when I, if I go away, I'll take my tr- my running trainers. Yeah. Because just by having them there, I think I might do yeah. Yeah. some exercise, but I just... Uh, yeah, well, now I take a book with me wherever I go and I just don't read it. I just look at it, look at the cover. I don't read it. Imagine reading a book. Uh, I mean, I've written one. I don't know how I did that. I know. I don't know how. But... We will do, we'll get onto the book because that is <laughs> impressive to, to find time with three kids and your incredible career. To write a book? Yeah, I don't know how. Ghostwriters, AI. Do you know what? AI came out after I wrote the book. Oh! And I was like, oh! damn it. But but to be honest, I, I think it's quite obvious there, isn't it? If Yeah. yeah. You and, know. And the book is more about my experience as a mother, which AI has no idea about. No. no. If AI could parent, well... Yeah. See, that's the thing, isn't it? AI at the moment, people are like, oh, it's really scary because it makes fake photos yeah. and it makes fake text. Yeah. I'm not interested. If suddenly it could parent. Hi, AI. If, if it could parent or tidy up my house. Let me get that up. I mean, yeah, all over it. That is, that's that's when, the next thing. That's when I'll tune in. kind of like bread, but I really love toast. And which toaster could I say I love the most? The four-slot machine to toast my bread. The answer simply stuck in my head. Because there never could be another kind. It's only Juliet that's on my mind. It's only Juliet that's here to stay. It's only Juliet that takes my bread Okay, 29th of August, 2006 now, Louise. Okay. okay. So we're moving forward. You only bought one order all year. Really? Yeah. This is the only thing you bought. Imagine a time where you only buy one thing a year Oh, on my God. I know, I know, I know. Uh, and you bought Model, The Ugly Business of Beautiful Women by someone called Michael Gross. Yes, that was a book I was recommended. At the time, again, I never read it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> the one thing you bought on Amazon that year? Did you <laughs> Yeah, I never read it. At this point, you are deep in the modelling yeah. business, right? So yeah, I started when I was 15. Wow. It was very different then. So that was 1995. Yeah. And it was very different to what it is now. It was very like heroin chic and everyone had to be extremely thin and extremely tall. And that was it. If you didn't fit in, then you were... Yeah. How was it then? It was awful. Yeah, was that, really that's what hard. I was sort of tilting towards. Yeah, it was horrible. Right. Yeah. It was very hard. Uh, I I struggled with it massively. Developed an eating disorder. Lots of people did. Oh it was like the norm. It was just... Oh, God. It was really... Um, yeah, it was a difficult time. And obviously, being 15, there was no social media. There was no internet. There was no, no Amazon. No. And I just basically suffered alone, feeling like I'm not good enough. I need to be this size and be this perfect person that everyone wants me to be. And I just yeah. struggled with it. And Ugh. Yeah, and it didn't... I mean, it, there was a, there's a happy ending because I, I did actually... Well, you're here on this sofa. Well, so I'm here, yeah. Things have yeah, gone so. pretty well for you if you're on the show. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it is like, we you know, we hear these stories about uh, modelling and I'm sure there are still a lot of issues out there, but it seems to have got better. That's yeah. the impression that you get. But also, it must be such a hard sort of community to be in. Like, how, how are models with each other? Did you have a friendship set that kept, gave you comfort or were you just sort of travelling by yourself? Was it deeply lonely? What were the sort Yeah, of- it's quite lonely. I was travelling a lot by myself. And, but but weirdly, one of my closest friends is uh, one of a, a model who I met on on my journey, mm. and she's blonde. And usually, blondes don't work with blondes. No, tell me that's not a thing. It, it was, yeah, like, but you know, I had a regular clients, and I was the blonde, and then I'd work with a brunette and a redhead and a black girl, and that was that was it. Like, you know, 
we, everyone ticks a box. Like making a girl group in the 90s or something. Right. Wow. And so if you saw like another blonde at a casting, you're very much like, oh, I see. So you're up for my job. And it was very much like, you know, there was a, a sense of competitiveness because yes. you're, you're very easily replaced. There's a lot of blondes out there. Right. Um, and, but it just so happens that one of my closest friends is a blonde model. Wow. <laughs> and we still are really close. Okay. So it was quite nice. Like I felt like I work better just being open and friendly and supporting anyone. Mm. Um, I kind of, and you know, I, I think there are a lot of models out there that kind of put up a barrier and was very close and like, you know, you're my competitor, so I'm not going to mm. talk to you or let you in. But it's you not know, you. I, I feel like there's enough success for everyone out there. Mm. And I would, and I'm just kind of outgoing friendly person. I was like, look, if we're in the business together. I'd rather talk to someone about it than, yeah, you know, kind of shut myself away from everyone. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. It was fine, guys. It was all fine in the end. It was, it was all fine. Let's move into 2007 now. Oh, okay. Uh, and then we've got a few more things now. Okay. Um, we have got the Barcelona Wallpaper City Guide, April 2007. You bought a Barcelona guide. Have you been to Barcelona? If not, you should read this. I have all been about to Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, maybe I went there in 2007. I can't remember. That would make sense. How was the travelling side of modelling then? That must have been exhausting and it, just it was. brilliant. Obviously, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Seeing the world. Yeah, I mean, I did love it. Yeah, but it was exhausting and it was very lonely. Mm. Um, it's I very was... hard to it's very hard to complain as a model, isn't it? Because people yeah. always be like, "Oh, ha, you get paid and you're sitting uh... around." But the people I know who've done it, it's similar to what you're saying. It's exhausting. It's full. Well, I had no life. Yeah. My life was being on a plane, going into a studio, working with people I don't know. And then leaving that studio, getting on another plane, going to another studio. And it sounds like fun. It sounds glamorous. But after mm. a while, you're like, I just want to go home. I just want to have like a cooked meal by my mum. I want to go to my friend's birthday party. Mm. I want to go to the gym. I want to do yoga. Yeah. I want to do all these things. I didn't have a boyfriend forever because I didn't have time. Right. Um, and so it was, there were times where I was like, this is really... Yeah, it's hard work and I felt yeah. lonely. And I remember so many times like being on a long haul flight with my eye mask on, like just crying under my eye mask, being like, I'm so tired. Or I just want to see my mum or whatever. You know, like it was... Oh, Louise. But then obviously, but then there were certain jobs yeah. where, you know, like <laughs> you're on a beach in Thailand and, you know, it's wonderful. And yeah. you're like, okay, well, <laughs> it's really this is why I do it because it's actually really quite nice. I could still moan about that. Yeah. I think it's one of my skills. You could put me anywhere. The best job in the world, I'd be like, mm, it's a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. I, miss, yeah. uh, I miss my uh, English breakfast tea, if yeah. I'm really honest. Yeah. But all the different time zones as well, that was quite tricky to kind of, you know, I think there was one week where I was in five different countries. Uh, how at, at what age is this? When you were still a teenager? No, this is in my twenties. This is around this time. Okay, hang on. When you so when you were modelling as a teenager, did you like miss out on sixth form and stuff? Did you just go straight into it and that was it? You left school at fifteen or sixteen? Or I left school at sixteen to pursue modelling. To pursue modelling, um, but I did do um, like evening college classes mm. um, in my own time. Okay, okay, which were really quite dull. <laughs> and I don't think it taught me anything. <laughs> The Secret Revealed, Exposing the Truth About the Laws of Attraction. Remember oh, yes. Here we go. So in 2007, yeah. I was on a trip and a makeup artist said to me, have you heard of this book called The Secret? And it's all about law of attraction and positive thinking. Right. And at the time, I was in like this kind of, I felt like I was in this kind of like 
everything's negative. I'm never going to find a boyfriend. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And without realizing it, I didn't know that I was giving myself these negative messages. Yes. So then this makeup artist told me about this law of attraction, the secret. So I bought the original book by Rhonda Byrne, which I think goes back to 2007. Right. Perhaps. Oh, no. Sorry. I bought that book at the airport. Good. I remember because I saw it there and I was like, it's a sign. I'm going to buy this book. And this is the point when you're single, you're flying around, lonely. Yeah. Looking for an anchor, looking for something, yes. reaching out. Yes. And fine. so I read that book and then I was so into it. And I was like, there must be more. So then I think I bought this one. Since I read The Secret mm. in 2007, and it really did change the way that I thought. And it changed, it did, it changed my life. And it, A book that changed your life? That's huge. Yeah. And it did bring into my life what I wanted. I bought that book to kind of get deeper into Behind the Secret. And it does basically just slam it straight away. And I was like... First of all, I haven't got time to read this. I liked mm. the, the other one is really easy to read. Yeah, quick books, please. It's, quick. it's really easy to read. It's bullet points. And yeah. also, I'll be honest, if I'm buying a book like that, first two chapters, yeah. the rest of it can be for notes. Yeah. Blank pages. Yes. So, yes, the Rhonda Byrne one, you can literally like flick it anywhere and start reading. Whereas that one's like a full on like, you need to read it. So let me get this clear. The Rhonda Byrne one, The Secret, is mm. that the one that says stop being positive, stop wishing for things because they're not going to happen? Or is that the thing that says be positive? And- yeah, no, that's one that says be positive, be Good. positive thoughts and write down what you want out of life, but you have to write it as if you've already got it. Ooh. Yeah. And it's really powerful. But I really believe in that stuff and not necessarily for woo-woo because there's the Noel Edmonds school of thought, isn't there, where the universe is going to give you stuff back. Do you know about this? Yeah. Noel Edmonds started shouting at the universe, yeah. give me a Saturday night show. And yeah, yeah, yeah. one. And fine, sure. If you want to believe that, rock and roll. Yeah. The thing I like about it is if I say, for example, um, I want to have a hit show on YouTube, and then I keep saying this as a kind of mantra, opportunities come along. And if you've told yourself that, you respond in a different way yeah. to those opportunities. Yeah. Because it's just a little inkling of you that has an assumption like, oh yeah, here it is. Mm. Here's the thing. Mm. Whereas if you hadn't told yourself those things, you'd be like, oh, and you might respond a fraction fraction differently yeah definitely it does make a practical difference it does but also I changed the way that I spoke to myself I was really yes. negative to myself do you think I was modelling or would you always been like that therapy couch therapy couch I think I've always been like that interesting maybe oh, I don't know maybe oh, therapy couch yeah you're welcome uh, it's not just shopping <laughs> is that why we're on the couch yeah it is it's the, it's can I the... lie down <laughs> please please do you need to turn away and I'll ask you lots um, of piercing questions so I was basically I convinced myself in this part of my in my career where I was so tw- yeah so I was now twenty eight I think mm-hmm. I bought that book in two thousand and eight right correct I'm a nineteen eighty baby as well which yeah. makes life very easy for that doesn't it um, so I was twenty eight and I had convinced myself but I convinced myself back in two thousand and seven that I was never going to find anyone that I would never have children that I would never I actually convinced myself I was going to die at twenty seven I thought I was going to be part of the twenty seven thing yeah. And I convinced myself. And it's an awful thing to convince yourself. And then when I read the book and it was like, think positively because thoughts become things. I was like, shit, I don't want to think myself dead at 27. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? The the stories you tell yourself. Yeah. You lie to yourself all the time. All the time. And um, so I just, the book helped me change the way that I spoke to myself Mm. I think that's a really positive thing and with everything and I think that it has really helped me and then from the book the Rhonda Byrne book there was also a DVD that I did actually watch okay I did actually watch it wow like you had to go through the menu and press play you did all that stuff did all of that very proactive and actually it's still on Netflix or Prime Mm -hmm. 
and I will still watch it from time to time. Really? Honestly, it really did change my life, that book. So we found the thing that changed your life yeah. here on the show. What a format. I'll never told anyone that. Mm. What? Exclusive. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sell it to the press, please. <laughs> Speak to marketing. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to after you finish today's episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster, you should check out False Economy. They're friends of the show. They're very funny indeed. And in a way quite similar they go through people's spending habits their shopping habits the mistakes the successes the best bargains the most embarrassing things they've bought the weirdest stuff they've bought all that stuff very good hosted by the fabulous vix layton and andrew o'neill uh they've had some wonderful guests on including esther manito callie beaton lily phillips loads of brilliant people talking about everything they've bought i can definitely recommend by the way episode with Catherine Bohart in. This is quite useful for me. I can go through all their guests, get the best ones. I mean, they've got a lot of good ones. Catherine Bohart, very, very funny comedian. Uh, and she went on uh, and talked about her fancy exercise gear and uh, constant need to buy chests of drawers. We've all got it, Catherine. Anyway, that is False Economy, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's find out what happens next in 2009. Uh, again, this is a fantastic purchase history because all i see is i just have a million questions oh god in a good way about the things you're buying so uh may 2009 you bought managing your band artist management the ultimate responsibility oh uh, that i bought that for my now husband you so you obviously you'd met him by this point what was the date again so this was in may 2009 yes we were Oh, my God. That was our first date. No. Oh, my God. I completely forgot that I did that. He was managing a band. Oh, my God. And can I see the cover? Yeah. There you go. Managing your band. It's got some sort of purple guys on it. Wow. Oh, my God. That just brought back memories. We had our first snog after that. What? Yeah. The, the, so this was the moment. Oh, my God. That that's you... made me really emotional. He came around for a date. I gave him that book. And we're now married. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Why did you get him this book then? Because he was managing a band and he was quite new doing it. And um, I think that was my way to, to be like, I'm interested. And here's some advice. He never read it. But, um, <laughs> that's always the rule. But that's not the that point. Is, uh, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I have to remind him of that. Oh, that's really nice. We had an argument before I came in this morning, so this made me feel like I like him again. <laughs> Do you want me to reorder the book? <laughs> there can wow. be one waiting for you oh when you God. get home. But it's a lovely thing because because what you're seeing is yourself buying this on your Amazon account. Yeah. 
and and having just spoken about the stuff we've spoken about, you wanted to settle down, you wanted yes, to make, yeah. and here you are going. Ah. Oh my god! So it's May two thousand and nine because our first date mm. was May thirtieth two thousand and nine. You purchased this on the twenty third of May two thousand. Oh my god! Oh my god! How funny! Yeah. See, Amazon might have made our yeah love life. Thanks, Bezos. <laughs> That's really that's 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 amazing. That is really been amazing. Yeah. I love that you love that. It's great. This is what happens. You remember stuff. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But also you see that former version of yourself and you see what that person was up to. Yes. Trying to please someone, trying yeah. to impress someone. I love this. Like it's literally like going into like someone's diary. Yeah. And but even a diary, you often write a diary with a sense of who's going to read it. You don't do any of this with a sense of some oh, prick yeah, coming along true. with a podcast one day. That's true, yeah. You've really said that's true. In effect. Yeah, that is true. But it, it's right. You don't you don't think this is ever going to be reviewed. So it's no. uh, it's utterly honest. There's no filters. No, there's no. There's no ah, I think it's going to get worse as well. If you can always cry at books we find on here, that would really help the okay, show. Yeah, That'd no be problem, great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So look, here you are. Oh, nine. You've had that first date with your now husband, uh, who this morning you hated, but now you've seen that book and you love him again. That's excellent. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. It's therapy. It's great. It's the catch. 5th of December 2011, you bought spiritual midwifery, midwifery, we should probably say, spiritual midwifery. Um, yes. So At this point, I'm now pregnant. You are preggers. I'm pregnant. And... Why have you got this to get ready for a what's sort of on your way to birth or yeah? So I got a a my midwife told me to get that book okay. and it's all about even though it is about midwifery the way that it explains the body and how the female body makes a baby and how mm. to push the baby out it's brilliant and she was like okay. read this because it really gets your head around everything mm. and so i read it and it's i highly recommend it to anyone oh, right. who's pregnant oh, oh really God, okay good and there's loads of there's i think there's an inner may one there as well um okay guide to childbirth and um i swear by them did you get better at childbirth since you've had three? i did by my third it's i loved it i just well i wouldn't say flew out but um <laughs> no i mean it, <laughs> One, it was uh, one little squeeze and it was done. Yeah, the, my first one I gave birth at home with no drugs whatsoever, like nothing. Mm. And everyone was like, you're crazy to do this. And looking back... It smarts, doesn't it, by all accounts? It's quite painful. Yeah. Yeah, quite like, oh, oh It's a bit more than that. Oh, it's just a bit stingy. But that's about it, right? No, no Oh, my God. Um, sure. I can't think about our first child's birth. I really? can't think about it. It was horrific. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. In 2000 sorry. And uh, 12, well, it wasn't so much me as my wife who bore the brunt but the second one was better um <laughs> my second one wasn't that great okay but the third one all at home uh, no so the second one i tried to do at home right. and i ended up um having placenta abruption so i basically just started hemorrhaging blood mm. which is really dangerous you can actually like drown your baby inside oh my god you. oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah, and so that's the thing about go. all childbirth stuff is it very quickly goes from all oh, right and then you oh god oh god oh god yeah oh god, oh god. <laughs> Um, but then the third one, because I had that, I had to go into hospital. Right. Uh, but the third one was just, I mean, I'd, wow, if I could give birth like that every day, I would. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but it was very nice. Louise voice is available oh, yeah. to shock out children for you. <laughs> just get in touch. Follow her on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> 
So obviously you're already a winner because you listen to my mate bought a toaster. But thanks to our friends at Jewelit, you could be winning a two-slot classic toaster, a sandwich cage, a classic kettle, a pack of compostable coffee bags, and a travel mug. Go to jewelit.com slash toasterpod now. Good luck. Um, your baby week by week, classic. Yeah, that's a great book. Oh, Great book. I wish it went up to the age of around 11. Maybe even 18. Best thing, it stops at six months. And after that, I'm like, well, what do I do now? What happens now? What, 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 yeah. When you get to the end of that book, yeah. and you're like, like, sorry, guys, I've finished the... Yeah. Can someone, because I can't... Yeah, oh. I, totally. I was like, oh. yeah. It is terrifying, isn't it? That first moment when you are just with this yeah. bundle of stuff. And but, just... Yeah, and because I spent so much time reading mm. about how to give birth, and all my focus was on that... When I did it, obviously I was like, yes, I did it. And I'm at home. This is awesome. Yeah. I remember holding the baby. I mean, I don't know. What the fuck do I do now? <laughs> I haven't read anything about what to do when the baby's actually here. Yeah. I had no idea. And also what's really weird is, of course, you have people uh, you know, helping you and you have your partner, if you're lucky to have your partner with you. But people, when the baby comes, people do go, okay, good luck then. Yeah. And they sort of Homer Simpson into the hedge. Yes. And you're oh just like... Oh my God. Yeah, you're like, yeah, Totally. And in that moment, I would say, when everyone else disappears and you're left with the baby, that is parenthood in a nutshell. Everyone yeah. else abandons you and you're like, I've, okay, right, yeah. this, the, this really stops with me. I remember my son had just been born and my wife was in surgery and I was with him and he was twitching and I had to change his nappy for the first time. I was like, no, no one's going to help by myself. Yeah, yeah, it's frightening. It is frightening. It's frightening. And they say, you know, it takes a village. And I'm like, well, where is this village? Mm, it takes a city, mate. It yeah. takes a city. It takes a country. Exactly. Weirdly quiet in 2014. Really? What's going on in 2014? I got married. That's because you were spending all your money on the wedding. I think so. Where did you get married? London, Notting Hill. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, nice. It was very nice. You yeah. were spending all the money on the wedding. Um, <laughs> 30th of March, 2014. Yeah. Is oh, this God, for the wedding? This, yeah. Oh, is this his suit? Oh, don't. It's going to make me cry. Solid. Well, no, it's not his suit. It's just the tie. A solid colour toddler boy's oh, yeah. 11-inch zipper tie. Yeah, because all the boys were, all the blokes were wearing black ties. So I got one for him. Oh. Oh, oh God. That was adorable. And it's mad because that was when he was two and now he's 11 calling me bra. Bra, bra, bra. Oh, come on, Louise. Here we go. The elephant in the room, right? Well, look, the reason that I first saw you, the reason I love you, think you're fucking brilliant, is what you're up to on Instagram, right? Okay. Okay. And here you are on the 26th of November, 2017. You buy Make Instagram Your Business. Has that worked? Has that worked? Well, I didn't read the book. Cool. Great. <laughs> so, Sedge Bezik, who wrote oh, it, if I you're love, watching... Oh, I love... No, she's a friend of mine. She's a close personal friend. Let's uh, dial that back. Oh, no, she's a friend of oh, mine. Oh, no, and this she is wrote awkward. the book. Oh, God. Oh, God. I bought it out of support. I did, I did breeze through it, and I was... Because oh, yeah. it's in the book. It doesn't necessarily tell you how to use Instagram to help you for it to come a business mm-hmm. it's got it's got loads of um accounts in there like ones to follow ones to watch okay, okay. and i was quite annoyed that wasn't in there so yeah that's an issue so she's no longer your friend she is. um so this is 2017 when did you start doing um mama still got it yeah, underscore 2017 really snappy title yeah mama still got it underscore <laughs> how much does that underscore annoy you on a daily basis well not so much now it did at first and yeah. i messaged the lady who's just got mama still got it and she has like no followers, never posts anything. And I messaged her going, can I, do 
you want to swap? Mm. And she never got back to me because I just, I just don't think she's ever online. No. Unless she is now, I don't know. But I like it now because I, I've i decided that it's like a, mum has still got it. Oh, it's that at the end. Nice. Yeah, I like a, <laughs> it's good, positive branding. I yeah, like that. Yeah, that's why I did that. Okay, I like that. Um, so it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, at first it really did. Um, it's a good job it wasn't like an asterisk. Otherwise you'd be like, mum has still got it. And that's just a bit <laughs> 90s boy band. Yeah. But totally. that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's like a... Okay. Um, so I started Mum's Got It in 2017 mm, here and, um, and I I did flick through this book and I was looking at other accounts thinking I'd love to be in a book like this this is really cool yeah um, yeah and uh, at what point did it become apparent that it was it was really kicking off when did it start to really kind of dawn on you that it was working um it was before COVID. I started a campaign. It was when I was pregnant with my third. I started mm. a campaign called Push It Out, where I was asking maternity brands for more honesty in their advertising. Because yes. a lot of brands use phone bumps on models. And I mentioned this on Instagram. And a lot of women, especially pregnant women, were like, I had no idea. But thank you, because I've been depressed looking online. And I'm dieting. And I'm <sighs> miserable buying clothes. And when you're pregnant, our bodies are doing all these miraculous things and changing. And yeah. I don't, you know, it broke my heart thinking that women are looking at these images online and comparing themselves to women that aren't actually pregnant and yeah. they didn't know. So I started this campaign called Push It Out. And I think that's when my account started to get shared and seen. So it was mm -hmm. before the funny stuff. Right. Um, and it started there. And then I had the baby and the campaign continued and it got lots of press and it was great and it worked and brands yeah. listened and... I made a, a small difference, so that was good. Yeah. Um, and it was really nice to, I think when you have a platform, it's important to kind of be slightly influential for things like that. Like I really mm. wanted to make a difference and kind of, yeah, I don't know, to make a difference. And I, and I still, I'm still kind of working on it and making sure that brands are kind of doing the disclaimer on their website to say that yes. this model is wearing a phone bump. Yes. Not pregnant. Which has got no, doesn't bear any resemblance in its detail to how it actually is and how also like yeah. pregnant women are all different shapes and sizes yeah. and babies and sit in different ways. And we've got boobs and right. ankles and all sorts. So, um, so that's when I thought, okay, Instagram is, is working in that way for me. Yeah. Can be useful. Um, it can be useful. Yeah. So and when did the comedy thing happen then? And that must be quite a big leap for you to go like, yeah. oh, now you're going to start doing funny vids. Yeah. So that was um, COVID. So. Because mm, we all went mad in COVID. We all went mad in COVID. Let's just start doing some weird stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I did get back into modelling and I was doing some modelling stuff again and that was great. And then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. I actually got to a point before COVID where modelling was working, all the kids were taking care of at school or nursery or had a nanny and I actually felt like I've nailed it. Yeah. I've got this sorted. I'm working. I've got kids. I've got childcare. This is great. But you know that thing where someone runs off a cliff in a cartoon and they go, it's that long. That's it, how long that's it lasts. That's exactly what it is. And then you get the drop. So yeah. I was doing the running off the cliff thinking, mm. this is great. I'm and flying. then COVID hit and everything fell apart. Yeah. And for me... I felt really anxious about everything. I had to turn off, like, you know, like the BBC or any news notifications going popping up on your phone. If I hear that BBC news notification oh. noise, 
Yeah. Oh God, who's died? What's happened? Yeah. And I had to turn it off. Yeah. I was getting so anxious. Mm. And my husband, who's so clued up with like news and everything, and he would like tell me stuff that's happening. And I was like, babe, I can't listen to it. I just can't. Yeah. It's making me feel really on edge. And then I downloaded TikTok, which was quite a new thing. Mm-hmm. And the content on there was very different to what was on Instagram. It was before Instagram had reels. Yeah. And I was just scrolling and scrolling and I was laughing. Yeah. Because the content was so funny and it was making lightheartedness of lockdown and homeschooling. Yes. and That's where that really felt like that started on TikTok, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I, it really helped me. It really mm. helped my mood. And I thought, well, if this is helping me, maybe I can make a difference because my following was mainly mothers with Mm. small children and it was really hard Mm. for parents I mean it was hard for a lot of people but my brother at the time didn't have children and he was loving it a lockdown film was great he was sunbathing he was catching up with dvd uh like netflix box sets and all day drinking whereas for mothers and with small children we were struggling yeah and it was really hard yeah and then with the homeschooling and just being around your kids all day, every day, which actually produces that um, cortisol hormone, which is mm. uh, the the, uh, the stress hormone, which yeah. is like yeah crazy. Yeah, you're on massive alerts. Yeah, like you are. You're convinced the world's about to end. It, yeah. you, you can feel it. It's yeah. almost like being on a drug. Yes, and you know a lot of mental health did come from. Covid and and all that jazz. So I yeah. thought I'm going to make. I'm going to take the piss out of my kids. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. These yeah. pricks. I'm going to take yeah. the piss out of them. I'm just going to do videos on everyday shitty things that we go through mm. and try and spin it into a lighthearted video and make other people feel like we're in the same boat. We're all in this together. It yeah. sucks, but we can laugh at it because that's the best medicine. Yeah. yeah. So it started in Covid, okay. and I was a bit worried because. It was completely different from my usual content. And I didn't know that I could be funny. Mm. And uh, I I remember after a few videos, I remember kind of saying like, is anyone like sick of these videos? Sorry, like, sorry. Mm. And then comments were like, no, we love them. Keep doing them. I was yeah. like, okay. Um, and then that just evolved into what yeah. it is today. Do you feel the pressure to keep churning stuff out? How do you deal with that element um, of it? Yes, sometimes because come on, kids, do something funny. <laughs> Annoy me. I think is I've got loads of ideas yeah. to make content. It's just finding the time to, to to actually do it and execute it properly. Yes. Um, but it's when I when it is done. Um, yeah, I I do like it, and it's nice for me because I sometimes think maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe it's just me. Mm. Um, but then again, the comments come in and they say, no, I've, I can relate to this. Totally. That connection moments. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. It's really really nice. I know. Cause also like things like Instagram or social media get so much stick Yeah, to see when it is used as a force for good. It's incredibly powerful. Mm. It is actually, And you're right. Very, very, very funny. Uh, Listen, Louise, running out of time. We've gone far too long. What's next? What's next? It's just, well, this is where it kicks off now, right? So we're in 2019 now. Okay. And suddenly uh, you've gone from, you know, like four orders a year or one order a year, 142 orders. (gasps) And this is even pre-pandemic because it tends to be people peak around the pandemic. 104? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, not 104. 142. Oh, my God. Um, this is where all my money's going. I'm going to do a speed run, right? I'm just going to rattle through some things. Okay. Okay. Um, we have got things like, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, kids stuff. Uh, we've got a Lego um, kids light up alarm clock. 
Um, yep, they broke that immediately. Very nice. A belly bandit bamboo belly wrap. There's a lot of bees in that. That was after I gave birth and uh, was told it was good. It was rubbish. Okay, good. Uh, nice review. Um, we have got... Um, what? This is when I was breastfeeding. Right. This is breastfeeding. This is, this is breastfeeding. I see. And you're buying. up late at night. Yeah. Buying the Egyptian cotton fitted sheets. And that's nice. uh, yeah, you've got yeah, to treat they're nice. You've got to spoil yourself. Yeah. Um, we've got some kids' headphones. Love that. Bye, guys. Pop these yep. on. Yep. Just put them on yep. pause. That's great. <laughs> Self inflating whoopee cushions. Yep. Take them to yoga. <laughs> they might have to, actually. Yep. Blame the whoopee cushions. Uh, zero gravity chairs with cup and phone holder. Yes, that was for the garden. They were oh, great, actually. Nice. They were really good. I miss those chairs. So nice when you get to sit in your garden. That was great, and the and cup the, holder was awesome. Just to, uh, and then yeah. and they reclined. They were they were great chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always feel like a sort of director of a movie. You know, you sit in those and you mm. can just shout at the kids, "Get out of there! Yeah, get off that! Leave the dog alone!" Yeah, they're nice. And I yes, yeah, so this, by this point, I'm still actually I'm still pregnant by this point. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. okay, 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 okay. So still pregnant. We're in June 2019. Now. This yeah. is number three on the way. Yeah. Okay, this has been a good diary of your yeah. your um. <laughs> just kid production the production line and we know this is uh, this is the easy buff um, <laughs> yes so there's no jeopardy here it's going to be fine oh a Burlington matte black soft closed toilet seat yes that was for our bathroom did, oh, you, because... did you change that or did Jesse change that I think I did actually Ooh, that's the worst job in the world yeah because you're going going behind with the metal yeah I think I did it oh mate I think I asked Jesse to do it and he did the he didn't and to be fair I was at home all day, every day, mm. being heavily pregnant, not doing anything. Okay, so he let his pregnant wife change the yeah. toilet seat. Cool, 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 cool. Um, it's a hard job. Well, someone's got to do it. It's not, it's not as hard as giving birth. Uh, well, no, to be fair, I have changed a couple of toilet seats. It's quite tricky. I once, you know, cut my finger. So <laughs> my finger smelled of my kid's wee for weeks yeah, as well. That's nice, yeah. um, does your wee smell different to your kid's wee? <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Mine's got a lot more gin in it. Um, <laughs> What's the purchase history of this jokester? Stay tuned for my mate toaster. The Secret Language of the Universe. So this story, oh, this book, um, wasn't what I thought it was. Actually, oh my God. Number one bestseller in New Age channeling. My dad died and now I'm breastfeeding. Right. My dad died three weeks before my daughter was born. Oh, Louise, that's awful. I know. Um, and I thought this book was another The Secret book. Right. Because it talks about the universe. So I right. was looking for another book that would help me, whatever. Yeah. This book is about connecting to the other side trying to reach out to the deceased which okay. i had no idea about so i'm up in the middle of the night and i'm breastfeeding and i start reading this book and your your father's recently passed so you are mourning you're grieving and my hormones are over the place Oof. and this and i start reading this book and i and i clock and i'm like oh my god this book isn't what i think it's going to be and i start getting slightly freaked out mm. Because then I'm like, is he watching me? Can he see me? Like, because what's it saying? Yeah, it, and I must admit, actually looking back, it was quite comforting because in the book, it tells you messages. Like we get messages apparently all the time from the other side. Really? And we don't see them. Oh, but God. then when you start to read this book and then you realise, and one of the things that it says and this is really bizarre, and I don't know if this is just, again, like law of attraction or if it's 
I don't know. Mm. But I think it's depends on what you believe. Mm. But in the book, it says uh, a 5p coin is a sign from the other side. And I kid you not, I saw 5p coins everywhere, everywhere, in the most random places around this time. I saw them everywhere and I was like, That is just the strangest thing. Yeah, I know. Do you still believe in that stuff now? Or do you think you were at sort of a vulnerable point then? I was very vulnerable then. Yeah. Um, Sleep deprived, new baby, dad died. Um, I do sometimes see 5p coins in in random places. Um, And it's nice to think. Right. If it gives you comfort, absolutely. Yeah, but I didn't finish that book. Um, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I was just like, I'll take the five P's and I'll roll with that. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the five <laughs> uh, I'll collect them and <laughs> I'm going to buy myself some booze. Um, <laughs> oh, we can see, oh, look, I can see. <laughs> oh, no, God, what? I can see. Well, I can see all the presents you've bought people because you bought a load of vouchers for people. Oh, yes. Christmas. I did, yes. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to. I feel that is, that's crossing a privacy line. So I'm not going to read them out. You're a generous person. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, thank you. That is that is very nice. I really I'm looking forward to my <laughs> Christmas voucher from you. And um, that's that that's a voucher to my to my agency. Yeah, that's why it's so generous. It, clearly, 2021 was a good year. Yeah, it was not bad. <laughs> I am I'm searching high and low to see if we can find the moment you get those tiny tiny hands. Do you remember when you first got them? Well, those tiny hands were actually given to me as a gift oh. in 2019. Oh, okay. So the tiny... So it was Bernie born effectively in 2019. Yes, but Bernie did nothing until 2021. Okay, so Bernie, we should explain, is the character you do in on Instagram. Mum still got it. Yeah. Mum's cool. <laughs> still got it. Asterix. Um <laughs> And has the tiny hands. And uh, so they were sitting there. I was so when I had my third, yeah. my friend came around with to, to meet the baby mm-hmm. with a card, bottle of wine, and these hands. And inside the card, it said, "You're going to need an extra pair of hands now that you have a third. Oh. Nice. And I just was like, "That's nice." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who could have known that your comedy prop was that? Like that's what you're most famous for I right know. now. The tiny hands. I know. And there they are as a like it's life is it's, so weird it's like that. So weird. And I put these hands in like, you know, one of those drawers in the kitchen, like the everything drawer that you just chuck everything in and thought nothing nothing of it. And then COVID hit, I wanted to do a video with my kids saying, watch, mummy, watch the whole time because my kid did it. And I asked him, I was like, oh, can you do that again? Can you do it again? I'll film you. He was like, no. They ne- also, they never do it as they well. They never do it. But also, the it's... way you do that video, watch, mummy, watch. <laughs> Your tone is beautiful because it is the way they go, no, watch. Watch me. They uh, they are so stern. Yeah, I know. It's so annoying. Um, and so that's where the hands came from. I was like, I need to re-shoot this as a child. What should I do to look like a child? Remember the hands. Here we have. Uh, so these are the ones you actually bought. Uh, 18th of June, 2021 now. So presumably you wore out. No. Or you lost the first lost. hands? Kids lost them. Thanks, kids. I mean, you'll see... If we get, you'll, you'll see later. I, yeah. yeah, you'll see. There's there's a lot of hands that have been bought throughout Amazon yeah. from now. 
but it feels like a beautiful place to sort of uh, get towards the end of this show because yeah. we had you at the beginning getting a yoga DVD as you flew around the world with an apparently wonderful job, but something you weren't quite happy doing. And then here you are at the end with some tiny hands yep. that have actually made your mark on the world. It's very strange because I never thought, <laughs> I mean, I joined Instagram to kind of like better my modelling career yeah. and just, you know. Make a difference. Make a difference. Yeah. And here I am known for the little plastic hands. I mean, um, the only people known for tiny hands, you and Donald Trump. That's it. Oh, great. Here they are. Look, this is exciting. Creepy party, small hands. That's what it says. Yeah. Oh You're basically having a creepy party on Instagram. Great. And they are, uh, there are for, for pranks, it says, foot. they've put basically in the description of the product, they put all the words possible, yeah. right? To try and sound cool. TikTok prank game. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what Hilarious. it says here. Um and uh, seven ninety nine, just about got your money's so, worth out of those. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Probably fair to say. Yeah. Um, a lot of reviews. Amazon customer says wacky, weird, and fun. <laughs> Can I write a review on your behalf? Says I built my career on them. Strange things online like books, weights, sets, and posters. Come on, here the best of the best of my mate, but a toaster. This is out for delivery. This is breaking news. And in a way, there's a part of the show. What we try and do is we try and sort of sum up you, Louise, at Mama Still Got It, underscore, um, via the last thing you bought. $5.99, you bought some fake plastic poo. <laughs> It's out for delivery. Oh, good. I really need it. So it's on the move, which is good for poo. Um, would you like to explain this before we begin to try and wrap up the show and build your life around some fake plastic poo? I am uh, making some content with Bernie uh-huh. and I need some poo. <laughs> I, I mean, you've got three kids, surely. <laughs> yeah, but that's a bit smelly mm-hmm. too. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yes, yeah, so I have bought the poo. Right. For content purposes. And at the same time, I might prank my husband. I mean, that has to be done. <laughs> yeah. Surely. Yeah, standard. But this is the story of you, right? So we go right back to 2006 or whenever it was, and we see your first thing and the Yoga for Beginners DVD that flew around the world unwatched. And now you've got some plastic poo. Yeah. To the, the actually, the plastic poo will fly around the world and will be very watched on your Instagram. Yeah, how bizarre. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, keep an eye out for the video when I actually finally film it by the time. Yeah, and that's the problem, isn't it? You're not doing these silly podcasts all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, Louise, thank you so much uh, it's been a pleasure. for coming thank on you. the show. Everyone knows who you are. At Mama Still Got It underscore. And also, we should mention um, that your fabulous new book is out now. Yes, it is. Mama Still Got It. It's a Sunday Times bestseller. It's a Sunday Times bestseller. Yeah. You, that's, I'm not surprised. It's, that's amazing. It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's wicked. I'm shocked myself, actually. Um, It's a great read. Go and check it out. And the book is called Mama Still Got It. It's called Mama Still Got It, yeah. And it's out now. And uh, it's very lighthearted and it's funny. It's, well, I think it's, well, I've been told it's funny. <laughs> it's a Sunday Times bestseller, so it's going to be good. To be fair, yeah, exactly. The people have spoken. Um, <laughs> You can use a tiny hand as a bookmark in it as well. It's, you know, it's perfect. Yes. Uh, so thank that you. is out now. Uh, Louise, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. There you go, guys. Another episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thank you to Louise Boyce for dropping in and letting us rummage through her Amazon purchase history. Back again next week with the brilliant Janine Haroni. You're going to love that 
episode. Uh, if you want to hear any extra bits, by the way, of Louise Boyce, there's about another 25 minutes, half an hour of completely gorgeous footage, and we had to edit it out to try and keep the uh, keep the old show as short as possible. Um, then go to patreon.com slash toasterpod, and for as little as £3 a month, you can get access to all that stuff and more. Also, don't forget, jewelit.com slash toasterpod is where you could win up to £500 worth of Jewelit goodies. Go and check that out, and I will see you next week, bright and early for the brilliant Janine Haroni. All the best, kind regards, thanks for coming. It's my baby.